Greg? Craig. Got it. Craig. Greg. Anti-Craig. Anti-Craig. Whichever one Oh, we is. made it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that how's the cat? Pissed. <laughs> she is so mad. I, I picked her up. This is from the vet for everyone out there. We got her spayed. Um, Hooray! I, yeah. She's pissed about it. I went and picked mm-hmm. her up. And the vet, like, handed her. And she has, like, this, like, soft bag case. And I was like, is she in there? And I was like, oh, no, she is. And I was like, oh, little baby. She just laid there looking high the whole time. I was going to say, Did not yeah, should, have some, should have some decent drugs going on there. Yeah, her eyes are, like, huge. So she's just like, ah. And, well, and we how old is she? Four. Oh, yeah. Then we got her out of the carrier, and immediately she's like, I will run away and fell over because of the drugs. She she can't walk, but she tried to. So she's like falling all over the place, like trying to run from us. So we got a blanket and like wrapped her in it and then picked her up. And then she's just like, like, she's so mad. But then she, like, was laying her head, like, on the crease of my elbow and was just like, mm. <laughs> so When then, I get out of whatever stupor I'm in, I'm going to claw the shit out of y'all. So of then you. We, I struggled with getting the cone on her head because it's... The vet didn't do that? No. <laughs> to do it. That feels like part of the cost. I don't want to... That's a dangerous creature when they're pissed and injured. She could have scratched mm. the hell out of me. She didn't. She did not scratch me. She just kind of well, laid there. I was like, I don't know how to put it off. And then I couldn't figure out how to take it apart. And then when I did, I was yeah. like, okay. And then put it back together. And I'm like, I know this isn't right. But the, it, the couple, so the together? <laughs> the couple times I had to put one on my dog... Um, boy, was she pissed. Like, you, you finally, you finally get it, you know, in place and put together and you're like, okay, great. You, you take a step back and she's just looking at you, just like already so over it. Betrayed. Just, yeah, yes, that's the best word, betrayed. She's like, I can't believe you. Put, and I'm like, well, I can't believe you got injured at the dog park. So that's not really on either of us, I guess. But yeah, you got to wear that cone now. Yeah. So yeah. then we ha- put her in like this little basket bed on on its side so she's not jumping out of it. Took like the cover off the litter box and then brought her food and water into like the laundry room where everything else is so she can just yeah. kind of be in there. And then we close the door because we're like, if we don't, she's going to go down the stairs and she's going to fall down them. Yeah. Because it, yeah, she like- can't walk straight. And yeah, then you you know at least that she's in a space where she can use the bathroom, she has food, mm-hmm. she has water, and she's just pissed. Just <laughs> the yeah. fucking bastards. She's kind of yeah. like a yeah, she's kind of like a little kid with the flu who uh, you take yeah. home from school, and it's like you bring him a bucket, bring him some little saltine crackers, and a You're like here you go, my ginger ale. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just, yeah. Do you want the do you want the do you want the light on or off? 
on on a, I'll just I'll leave him off. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna close the door just so that she didn't feel like she was in the dark. Yeah. Did you did you turn the dryer on just to give her some kind of like nice soothing white noise? I didn't because I was not sure if that would be super soothing for her or not. Because she's not like she doesn't usually hang up in there. Right. Right. But I was like, I'm sorry. And I showed her like where her food and water was, though. And I was like, she might not eat because they fed her. So and she just looks at you like, do you think that's what I want right now? What I want is more drugs. More drugs. Awesome. Yeah, because these are awesome. And I get yeah. the feeling when these wear off, it's going to hurt like a son of a bitch. Yeah, they gave her like pain meds that are supposed to last 24 hours. I was like, okay, cool. Those are pretty good meds. Yeah. That's, she's going to like this for the next day. And then uh, she's probably going to like us so much. Yeah. How long is it supposed to take before she's fully recovered? Two weeks. Oh my God. Um, you know, even though you said 24 hours for those pain meds, something made me feel like that's not enough. Like that feels like a significant operation that will require more pain management. I two weeks. I I feel like personally and I like I'm not a vet, so I feel yeah. like two weeks is a lot. Cause it's oh, like oh, yeah. weeks of not jumping on stuff, making sure that like their their directions were definitely like cat or dog. And I'm like different animals. <laughs> They're well, like, I don't like go outside unless they're on a leash. I'm like, she's an indoor cat. This cat ain't going nowhere. So, because yeah, I can imagine indoor outdoor, they're like, just keep the cat inside for two weeks. And you're like, right. they don't like that, but okay. Well, and I imagine that like the two weeks, like she'll probably be mostly okay after the mm -hmm. first week. But you know, yeah, everybody heals differently and stuff. So they're, they're giving themselves a wide margin, but yeah. And but the, still. after a week, she doesn't have to wear the cone anymore. Oh, so well, that's the cone nice. can come off after a week, but then it's like another week of no, don't jump on the table and being careful with like picking her up. Mm -hmm. And that, they were very specific about that. It's like, if you must pick up your pet, pick them up yeah. around their chest area. Where they, they do that, like, hanging cat look. Yeah. She and does like a, She just kind of, like, eh. <laughs> leans like into it and just, like, stretches <laughs> out. Does yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't rather wiggle, just like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to fight you, but I will still make this as hard as possible. Yeah, she just like Human. stretches out and is like, ugh. Yeah. I don't like it, it sounds like she is calmed down, so I'm hoping she's just sleeping. That's, oh, that's the hope. How um, was your you... week? <laughs> my oh. week, actually, my week's been okay. Um, I got stood up for a date, but I oh. also got a new car, so that's fun. Hell yeah. What did you get? I got almost exactly the same car. <laughs> I, uh, for I anyone who's not, like. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, for anyone who's, who's not familiar, like most car companies are like giant conglomerates. And so like Jeep, Dodge and Chrysler are all like one thing. 
but I, I haven't owned a lot of like different vehicles. So I have a tendency to forget that the most efficient way to do things is basically just make the same car three times amongst all of your brands and then you just repackage them. Yeah. So I used to have a 2015 Dodge Dart and I bought it in like 2017. <clears throat> I loved the car. It was great. And then I hit a deer last week and it was totaled by the uh, insurance company. And uh, I managed to get like financing in place and I found a car that I wanted and it was a Chrysler 200. And I was like, oh, Chrysler's got a pretty good reputation. Very nice, but it's a pretty car. And I was kind of thinking of like the Chrysler 300. It's their sort of like big sedan that has all the bells and whistles and whatnot. Um, yeah, but, I, uh, yeah. And so I was researching it more and I'm like, Chrysler 200. I'm like, how have I never even like heard of that? And when I started looking into it, it's a 2015, uh, has the same engine as my last car is built on the same chassis. And I'm like, Oh, it's the same car. <laughs> it just looks different. And it's a Chrysler now. <clears throat> yeah. And, yeah. And so yeah, I, I got a good deal on it, and it okay. has half the miles that my previous car did. It's the same age. Okay. Everything's okay. in the same spot. Yeah, it's pretty. It drives well. My only real complaint is that um, I ever said my, my Dart was a manual, and mm -hmm. so I'm like, if I ever get an automatic again, um, I'm definitely getting a, a remote start. Because you live in the Midwest, you live anywhere that's cold and snowy, you want to have that. And it was like yeah. the one feature it didn't have, and it made me sad. But it still had Sirius XM, and it has good interior and just fun stuff. So it's it's. I actually have been surprised at how much I like it. So it's it's worked out quite well overall. Okay, so so this one's an automatic then. Yeah, and it has the. Uh, are you familiar with like the dial shifter where you like select the gear with yes. the turn of a knob and it's you just kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I've never personally liked them before, but there's something about this one where it like where my hand would rest in my dart is exactly where the shifter knob is in this one. So I can just kind of rest my hand on it and it feels like home. I'm, I'm still not sold on an actual twist shifter thing, but um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's working out. The uh, the automatic cruise control has been nice because I my that is nice. manual. Yeah, my manual did have cruise control, but it doesn't really automatically adjust because if you gain or lose too much speed, you you have to still shift it. So it is kind of yeah. nice. Like I, I drive between Eau Claire and the Twin Cities a lot. So it is kind of nice to be able to just hit a button and just relax. And then, yeah, although I did make the mistake of um. I had my loaner from the insurance company for about a week and it was like a 2023 Ford something SUV and it had literally everything. So for a week I had like drive assist. So I practically didn't even have to steer. I could just hit cruise control like, and it would do. Just and it had, gingerly on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly a honk honk a fuck you. And then you hit the yeah. blinker and it like transitions lanes and then you hit the speed boost and it just goes. And then it also had Android Connect, which I've never had a car that had that. that and I still cool. don't. It is really nice. Oh, God. It yeah. just does everything, and it just pops up on the screen. But 
This car is a stopgap sort of thing, so okay. I just need a car for like another two or three years, and I will hopefully have some bills paid off and some money saved up to get like to get like something new, you really want. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I even started looking around initially at like electric vehicles because you can, because of like the, the government like rebate things you get, you can kind of make your money go further. But yeah, it just didn't seem feasible. I get that. I was mostly just concerned about like getting all the paperwork done. And when oh, I, yeah. so <clears throat> part of the problem too, was when I went to get my new vehicle, <clears throat> we're getting all the paperwork done and they were like, uh, um, did you, uh, did, did you still have your plates from your car? And I'm like, no, which is just, which is lame because I, I just switched everything over to Wisconsin stuff three weeks ago. I spent like $350 between my, my driver's license and then the license plates. And I was like, oh, now it's all money down the drain. And he's like, oh, no, not really. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, Wisconsin is one of like two states where you j can just swap the plates. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, yeah, no, you could, you just have to re-register the vehicle. Like, I don't think it even costs anything. We can do part of that process for you. Um, you just keep your plates and you just put them on your new vehicle. And I'm like, keep the plates, right? And he's like, yeah, where are your plates now? And I'm like, they're in my old car in the front seat. <laughs> Which is slated <laughs> to be destroyed. Yeah. And just by luck, I, I was like, will you excuse me for a second? I ran out to the front entrance and I called the tow truck guy who towed my vehicle. Yeah. I was like, dude, do you, do you still have my car? And he's like, yes, I do. And I was like, remember when I said I got everything out of it and you asked me if I wanted my plates? And I said, for what, a wall decoration? And then I hung up rudely. Um, I changed my mind. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, please, please, can I have, can I have them, please? And he, I, I didn't hang up on him, but I just thought that'd be funny. Um, You're like, I, I don't need them. Yeah, I was very sad, and I was like, no, I'm like, I, I yeah, they're, they're just worthless. Uh, apparently, no, it'll save me like two hundred dollars. And he was cool and kind enough to keep them for me, and, uh, and I got them. It, it was touch and go there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like he knew. He's like, he's gonna change his mind. <laughs> well, he's like, well, he's from Minnesota. Maybe he doesn't understand how it works around here. Maybe. In these parts, yeah. In these parts. Well, and especially since I went to Minnesota to buy a vehicle, and so I'm like, it's going to work out nicely that I can just swap the things. But yeah. I, was, I was also talking to, I ended up buying it from Enterprise, and Ooh. they're like, you, and you don't even have to lift a finger? You can send it out to where you are. You're in Eau Claire, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, all we have to do is put that on a truck. It'll just cost you $609. And I'm like, what? He's like, that's our transfer fee. And I'm like, it's going to cost $600 to move it an hour and a half. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, but don't worry. We can just roll that into the cost of the car. So whatever financing you get done, we'll just roll that in. And I'm like, how about if I roll on over and I just, just over there? Yeah. I was like, so the cost, yeah, the cost you're listing is like 12 grand. You're saying if I drive down there, I'll save myself 600 bucks. He's like, oh, yeah, if you come down here, we'll take that off. That's yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm in your rental car. So, yeah, I'll drive another. You're like, yeah, I kind of need to drop the car off anyway. Yeah. And so th that actually ended up working out really well because it's the same like building. So I just dropped off my rental and picked up my new car. That was nice. That was pretty slick. Yeah, that is very nice. Yeah, for anyone who's looking, I, I recommend checking out Enterprise. They're yeah. underpriced, and it was a very, very nice uh, purchasing process. There it is, the word. I'm going to keep that in mind. 
Yeah, I was going to say, if yeah, let Gabriel know. As a matter of fact, me and Sammy both bought our most recent cars from there. Really? And I was, yeah, oh. I didn't even know that. I was kind of on the fence when I was already looking at this car because I'm like, I don't know, it's a rental vehicle, that means. So, I mean, hundreds of people might have driven it. Maybe didn't treat it all that well. But I, I have actually worked for a rental company before. I worked for Hertz for a mm -hmm. while. And so I know firsthand that anytime they bring a rental in, they clean it, they inspect it, <clears throat> you know, they make sure to get it regular maintenance, keep the tires good and all that stuff. Oh, that's good so, to know. Yeah, you at least know that even if it was a bunch of people driving potentially irresponsibly, it's professionally maintained at the same time. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. That car so is installed regularly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like my car, which it's like, did I clean it? Yeah. <laughs> I vacuumed it. Yeah. That, that's I, it. I shook out I, the floor mats because I have like the WeatherTech ones. Oh, nice. Very handy in the winter. I, I, I haven't done a lot of like vehicle rental things, least of which yeah. from Enterprise. But I ended up looking at a couple vehicles before I rented and none of them have the floor mats in. And then when I went to buy my car, it also didn't have the floor mats in. Mm. And I'm like, isn't the benefit of so as far as i could tell they always rent the vehicles by taking out the floor mats i'm like isn't it easier to clean the floor mats after someone's rented the car than cleaning the actual like installed carpet so i mean they kept them clean i don't know but then all the floor mats were in the trunk of the car like they when i went to look at the vehicle they had to put all the mats in before i drove away i was like I why don't know you why they do that i don't know yeah i thought it was very well, and then especially if you have the vehicles where it has the little pegs in the rear of the floor mat that holds them in place, yeah. your feet just constantly hit them because there's yeah. no floor mat. Oh, oh well. People are weird, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that leads us perfectly into what we're doing this week. <laughs> For anyone who wasn't sure... Uh, Selena has a mouthful of cookies this week because that's that's yeah, our pairing. Also, welcome to the show. This is Peculiar Pairings. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I suppose I couldn't necessarily, I could have decided not to keep queuing you up for things when you're eating cookies. <laughs> to be fair, well, I normally don't eat when we record, I normally eat before. Well, I mean, cookies and milk, though, it's uh, I'm yeah, maybe. I'm just going to give it a 10 right now. Currently. Wait, wait, what are you drinking? What A white Russian. Oh, well, it's, it's milk and then just like a lot of Kahlua. Nice. Ooh, I, did not have any, I didn't have any vodka to also put in there, but was like, I got my glass of milk. And I kind of want something like a little boozy to get me through yeah. this topic. Which <laughs> realizing now might actually need to be three parts. Oh wow! Okay. Well, so we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, go, go ahead and tell us what the topic is. We are talking about Jeffrey Epstein, which is why I would feel like it needs to be three parts. A part for him, a part on uh, Maxwell, and then just a whole section. For victims. Yeah, that's fair. Well, and that's so I should have thought about white Russians. But yeah, when when you mentioned this, this is one of the few things we've talked about where I have actually listened to some some videos and podcasts and stuff. 
I mean, it's a story that's kind of hard to avoid. It's hard to and, not know. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's just so horrific, and it involves so much just innocent people, like, having lives ruined and stuff that, like, I, when I was trying to think of a pairing, I'm like, there's nothing in here that I really want to, like, riff on or... I'm like, I just feel like we need something sort of sweet and innocent, and it just made me think of milk, milk and cookies. cookies. Yeah, comforting, uh, arguably, um, I was going to say nutritional, not really nutritional, but like, like energy packed. Just yeah. Sweet, comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I should have thought about white Russians because now that tastes really good, and I don't. I'm just going to stick with the milk. I don't think I have anything that's going to go well with milk. I have some peach schnapps. I don't know if that's going to work well. I don't know. Although now I kind of want to try it. That would. Oh, that might work. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to give it a go. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. So while Matt is doing that, I am going to go over the sources. Um, oh, I listened to the Broken Jeffrey Epstein podcast. And then I have articles from justice.gov, townandcountrymag.com, multiple articles from businessinsider.com. I have like four from them. Okay. USVIEDA.org. Jeez. Appnews.com and CNBC.com. Well, thank you for doing so much research. That's a lot of stuff. Is that like just for this part? This is just for this part. Oh, damn. Yeah. Some oh. of them I do, like, revisit a little bit, but I... Oh, yeah. That was, like, as I was starting to work on other notes. So, before we really jump into everything, I am going to do a trigger warning, which is crimes against minors and sexual assault involving minors. Yeah. Well, and this is one of those things, too, where it's like, you've probably heard of this story. Yes. So if you're not sure what it involves, if you're not sure what it involves yeah. is what is involved. And if that is not for you. Come back when we are not talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, this probably isn't going to be like the funniest episode. No, no, no. We I mean, we can laugh at Jeffrey Epstein as a person. Absolutely. Um, you can also laugh at me as I add peppermint sh or uh, peach schnapps to my milk. Uh, fun fact. Peach. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's all I had. Um, I didn't have any. You didn't have any peppermints? Come on. No, I know. Grandpa would be sad. He'd be upset. Um, I have some absinthe still, and I did not think that was going to be a good idea. Yeah. Like, well, I kind of want to. I have a little bit of milk left. For anyone who's curious, uh, you add like a shot to a glass of milk of peach schnapps, and it kind of tastes like the leftover milk of uh, Fruit Loops. Ah, oh, it's like berries and cream, berries and cream. Berries and cream. Or I'm oh. a little, sorry, I'm a little let like berries and cream. All I can say is, I cannot believe with how wild that went on the internet that Star, I almost said Starbucks. Starburst never once seemed to even acknowledge that it was that. I'm like, how do you not take advantage of that kind of like an internet viral sensation? 
the dude who played the guy in the commercials had a resurgence of his career. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know if he's still doing that, but he he went like into viral stardom on like Instagram and shit for a while. And it's like in Star Starburst, you're not gonna tap into that. You got free marketing. Bring back the strawberries only packs. Oh. I know. Oh, whatever. It's... Maybe there was some legal thing. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows anymore? And yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna say, I'm, I'm just stalling before the insanity. <sighs> well, we're gonna we're gonna jump in, and it's okay. not gonna be fun. I'll tell I you that. So where does our story begin? Um. So it begins in January 1953. Oh wow! And before that, I want to nod to the fact that there's been a resurgence of this story. Mm-hmm. And the list of people who have visited Epstein's Island in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Which, this list has been available since 2016, but some things have been put on the record or things have been revealed. And that's why there's this huge resurgence of it and people gaining interest in it once again. Right. And... The question I keep asking myself, as I know many people do with this case, is why was this allowed to happen? And for me personally, I think it's because he had money. And that's it. Yeah. It's a simple the, 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 the bits. The bits that I've listened to before, like, that seems to be pretty much all it is. It, yeah. yeah. Like, he was just rich. He had money and knew the right people. And just yeah, had doesn't the hurt. right I kind of want to say the right, like, information on people, which yeah. is, uh, so a show I have been watching, and I promise this, <laughs> this makes relation <really laughs> to what we're talking about, a show I've the been watching right. recently on Hulu called Harlots, one of oh, the okay, yeah. who, like, owns one of the brothels, her whole thing is, like, collecting secrets from people. Mm. And she uses those secrets to manipulate people and, like, yeah. give herself advantages and all of that. And that's kind of, like, the same thing with Epstein is that he's, like, collecting people in secrets. Yeah. And that's just... Well, and I can also see it being... And I, this is just speculation. I could also see it being where, like, all he would need to do is manipulate a situation where he got someone in a certain seat of power... Mm-hmm. In a situation that would be compromising, yeah. kind of against their will, like they don't even realize what they're getting involved in until they are. And then he's like, well, now you're one of my people because you're involved in this shit. And if it ever comes, if if I ever go down, I'm taking all you motherfuckers with me. So yeah. I can imagine like once he starts building this like cavalcade of other shitty people that it just keeps growing and growing and he's kind of unstoppable for a long time. Yeah. That's there's a lot of possibilities, but Mm. Jeffrey was born on January 20th, 1953. He was raised in Brooklyn, New York, and he attended high school at Lafayette High School in Brooklyn. And after high school, he ended up dropping out of Manhattan's Cooper Cooper Union in 1971. 
and then enrolled in New York's University Current Institute of Mathematical Sciences and yes. left without a degree. Wow. <laughs> it gets better. Despite okay. not having a degree or proper qualifications, he taught calculus and physics at Dalton between 1973 and 1975. What the hell? So he's, <clears throat> he graduated high school and ended up going to two different universities without graduating and then taught at another one without proper <laughs> credentials. Proper education, credentials, any of that. So he's been a master manipulator out the gate. Yes. That's got to take some freaking doing. Holy crap. Yeah. When I read that, it's like he does not have a degree. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Teaching mathematics and like calculus at like huh. a university with no training. This kind of reminds me of uh, I just even though it's it's old. I just watched the movie Catch Me If You Can. I love that and movie. Yeah, it's really good. I was I was surprised. Well, I guess I wasn't surprised. I'd heard how great it was. And it's Tom Hanks and DiCaprio. You can't. Yeah, you can not go wrong. But I forgot that it's it's based on a real guy. And just mm -hmm. like, oh, can you possibly get yourself into these situations where you can present yourself as a successful lawyer, a doctor and a pilot without really knowing anything about any of them, at least like initially? Yeah. But uh, it also makes you wonder, like, there are so many situations where he was really nervous and his house of cards was, like, starting to collapse. And it's like, why Why would you get yourself into this? This seems like a horrible situation. Yeah. He <clears throat> actually did an interview on the Google, I think it's Google Talk podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's, like, one of the first three episodes, and he talks all Ooh. about that and, like, how he made it work. That's I, okay. I'm gonna have to check super that. Super interesting. So kind of, kind of the same idea. And I don't know if it was just the time in the '70s mm -hmm. where, like, maybe you didn't have to have qualifications to teach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, a lot of you know, like TAs, uh, like teach classes and stuff that they're not yeah. technically, you they're know, having technically. a degree yet. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's how he did it. Where he's like, well, you know, I've been studying over at these other schools I, i'm qualified to teach here and they're like yeah, yeah all right okay. you just talk to the right person it's basic calculus yeah come on <laughs> who can a baby could teach that i mean according to epstein yeah <laughs> yeah i'm jeffrey epstein don't you know me yeah and yeah. while he was teaching he tutored Bear Stearns, who was the son of Chairman Ace Greenberg. Hold on, wait a minute. The guy's name was actually Bear? Yes. Oh. I, I always thought that was a nickname. <laughs> All right. So Bear his name Stearns. was Bear. And it I've was noted. So many times. It was noted that he was also very friendly, and that was in quotes in the article was friendly. To Greenberg's daughter. Oh, okay. I was I like, so gross from the beginning. Got it. I was just, just going to say, I was kind of expecting you to say he was like a horn dog and he was going after the guy's wife. But I, I don't know why I'm shocked. But yeah, it took such a quick turn. When you're like, his daughter. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I already like somehow already forgot who we were talking about. Right. Yeah. 
And he ended up leaving the school in 1976 to work at Greenberg's farm. Wow. And while at the firm, he made partner and then left to start his own firm in 1981. Wow. And ended up setting up his firm, J. Epstein & Co., in 1982. And nobody is really sure what he did. (laughs) That is... Not a part of the story I was expecting. I felt like that would... Like, in his firm, no one's sure what they were doing? Like, there's a lot of mystery and vague details as to what his firm did and what type of business they did. And I don't know if it's just because they have tons of, like, non-disclosure agreements with the people, like, who... Oh. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Because... If you are working with very high caliber people in finance and stuff, you have to have those protections because you don't want some like receptionist being like, oh, yeah. So like one of the Rockefellers came into the office and blah, blah, blah. Pounds of cocaine. Yeah. 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 I've never seen a person. I mean, chances are you're not hiring that person in your business, but. Right. Someone's just walking by. From. Yeah, that. someone's just walking by the office and they hear the phrase wheelbarrow of cocaine and they're like, what the fuck is going on? And they're there? like, um, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Then Jeffrey stands in front of the door and he slams it closed real hard. Probably. And he opens it back up and he goes, and don't come back. And then he slams it again. Yeah. And they do know that his business was run out of the Virgin Islands, specifically the island of St. Thomas which was stated for tax purposes. Oh, there it is. Which could have easily also been tax evasion purposes, but... Right. So so technically... So presumably he's got, like, an office in the cities, but, like, officially they're based out of the Virgin Islands. So, like, all of the financing goes through the Virgin Islands. Huh. Which is why... They stated this in the broken podcast that a lot of his mm. victims have not been able to get financial retribution because it's oh. based in the Virgin Islands. Oh, I think I'm thinking of the keys. Because I was like, isn't the Virgin Islands part of the United States? They are, like- and they aren't. Because I looked oh. this up. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, I thought I knew that name. Yes, so they are known to have very favorable tax programs and a state-of-the-art infrastructure for, like, making and processing goods. And they have all the advantages of it being under the U.S., so they can have everything with their labels being made in the USA. They have duty-free imports. There's no state or territory tax. Okay. But because they're still not part of the U.S., they're a territory, they aren't recognized oh, okay. as, like, part of the U.S. Yeah, so, yeah, they're a territory, but they're still technically foreign? Yes. The, yeah, because they're, it's like Puerto Rico, where, the, like, mm-hmm. they're still U.S. citizens, but they're not governed exactly, like... Yeah, it's... They're a U.S. territory, but they still can't vote. 
Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's the Puerto Rican thing. They were like, they're not technically they, they, they allowed to vote, but like, yeah, they have no representation them anyway. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. very similar circumstance. Yeah, it seems like a pretty lopsided sort of system, but yeah. And some of the tax benefits that they have is 90% reduction in corporate income tax and 90% reduction of personal income tax. Wow. A 100% exemption on excise tax, 100% exemption on property taxes and gross receipt taxes. What? What? You know, they don't pay any property tax? No, they do not. They pay 100% of zero. Yeah. Nice. That must be nice. I'm like, oh, so that's why a lot of rich people do things through the Virgin Islands. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like when when the U.S. appropriated those islands, they were just like, hey, should we just make this a safe haven for, like, rich people? Should we just do that? Really? Like, that's what these are here for. Let's just do that. Yeah. Can we let's just do that? 100% off on everything. Yeah. Because it's run through the Virgin Islands, not a ton is known mm. about his business. Mm -hmm. What we do know is that they only accepted clients with a billion dollars or more in assets. So wow. you, anything below that, you're poor. So fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the richest rich person of any rich thing that I've ever heard. Yeah. And it's basically been shrouded in secrecy since he founded it in 82. Sounds about right. No one's been able to get a straight answer from him when they've like asked him. He once told someone that he had like 300 people working for him. Told another person he managed the Rockefeller money. <laughs> and some people believe it was some sort of like money management firm, but like nobody really knows. That's weird. Yeah. One of the things we do know is one client mm -hmm. from his firm, and that is Les Wexner, who founded the limited clothing brand and is a huge person in oh. fashion. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I've really heard of that. It is known that Les Wexner cut ties with Epstein when he was first convicted of any sort of sexual crime back in like 2007. Wow. Okay. Which, first of all, weird name, Les Wexner. It is. It, it's an I'm interesting name, but I also know someone with the name Les. So I was going to say, I know Les. Yeah, Les. It's the, it's the kind of juxtaposition of all the different syllables. Les Wexner. Yeah. I find it uh, to be something of a tongue twister, but it's, I'm assuming he's been in business with him a long time. And it makes you wonder like, how much could you not have known? You know what I mean? Like it, the, the little that I've heard, it seems like a lot of, it was almost an open secret in a certain way. And so it's like, well, and it could be that he didn't know until it yeah. then became an open secret. And he was like, Oh, well, no. Oh, okay. As um, his options were limited. Yes, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was. I mean, so this 
period in time. It's like the 80s, so. Right. Probably don't know. Yeah. I, you would you would like to think so. I guess benefit of the doubt. I, I don't I don't know any of the details on it. So yeah, all right. Then in 1996, he became the owner of the largest private residence in all of Manhattan. I thought you were going to say all of mankind. All of mankind. He has the biggest fucking house. He bought the moon. He bought it's the moon. Just- it's just him. He bought and Buckingham Palace and then like a little <laughs> radius around it and was like, this is all mine now. Look, the Royals have hit some hard times, okay? They've uh, they got to put some assets up on the market. He bought, wouldn't that be amazing if an American that would bought actually be really funny. <laughs> That would be amazing. Just having barbecues and beer keg parties out on the front <laughs> lawn. <laughs> he owns all the guards. He's like, these are mine now. They're never changing. No changing of any guards ever again. America just shooting guns. Oh God! Uh, just running a Ford pickup oh. like diesel on the front lawn for no reason. Yeah, and he did. I don't know if this was at the same time or if like within his overall property, he had houses or owned estate in Paris, Miami, and New Mexico, and then he owned the island of Little St. James in the Virgin Islands. That's, I was going to say, I I thought I remembered hearing, like, there was a whole reason that it was, like, this infamous island. I forgot that, like, he literally, it wasn't just a nickname, he owned literally an entire island. island. Well, you know, I mean, if you've got, if you've got Virgin Island money, why not buy part of the Virgin Islands, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you, you're doing business on the place where you don't even get to know it exists unless you have a billion dollars. Yeah. He bought part of it. Jesus. And at the time when his island was purchased in 1998, he bought it for $7.95 million. That seems pretty but cheap. Today, the equivalent of yeah. what, seven, almost $8 million was is fourteen million two hundred seventy three thousand four hundred twenty dollars. Gotta be honest, that still seems cheap. And I just mean like for a island, yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean for a for a territory, like because this is like the rich of of all rich people neighborhoods. So you yeah. just assume that everything's kind of inflated. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like for for a for a club where you don't even get to be there unless you have a billion. 14 million somehow seems cheap. It's like pennies like comparatively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't they, like why even charge me then? Just give me the fucking island. You don't you don't need my my pittance. Yeah. And then later all of the locals started calling the island pedophile island. Oh my god. Because what? they all knew that he was flying in young girls on his private jets to sexually assault them and abuse them. So, yeah, you said shortly after. So uh, it's just such a weird, the assumption then is that he bought this for that purpose. Like he bought the island just to do this. Yeah. uh, From, From what I understand from reading a lot of stuff from the different victims and hearing their stories. 
Yeah. A lot of stuff that was happening when it first came out had been happening for a while. Okay. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. And, and do you mean not just on the island? Like he had already been. Okay. In yeah. general. <laughs> so yeah. So he's. We already established he was hitting on like a, a university guy's daughter or had interest in, so to speak. Yeah. So he's clearly had these proclivities maybe his whole life. And now he's a billionaire that can have his own island. And so he's like, why am I doing this on the mainland? Plus it's gonna, yeah. hard to get in trouble when it's because I don't believe. When did we buy the Virgin <laughs> or like, did we get the Virgin Islands as like a territory? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because because they were like split between the U.S. and Britain, if I'm not mistaken. Like there's the British Virgin Islands and the U.S. Virgin Islands. And it was part of was it part of World War Two? Like an agreement in um... so it became a territory in 1917. Uh, oh wow! Okay, they World War One. Just them from Denmark. Oh, all right. <laughs> Which I don't like. What do you What they do you mean? Became like an unincorporated territory in 1927. I don't like that the islands were purchased from. Denmark. Oh, well, like presumably there are people living there, and it's just yeah, these just people who've li lived there for generations, and just this group of white people come in, and they're like, "This is ours now, and we own you, yeah, and we're gonna sell you like your commodity." Yeah, Denmark's like, um, we. It's gross, yeah. and it makes we me uncomfortable. I don't know what people from Denmark sound like, but I'm I'm just gonna be like, yeah, we have debts that we have to pay off, so goodbye. And then the U.S. just comes in, they're like, you're all American citizens now. Do we get any benefits from that? Nope. Goodbye. Hey, yeah. Hi. In the words of Denmark, goodbye. We'll be it's, back when we need tax breaks. It's interesting to me that we've had them for that long, and yet they're Are, they have like yeah. no statehood. And Hawaii didn't become a state until the 50s. That is kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other thing. I'm getting off topic. Well, it does make you wonder why we bought them, though. Like, what? Because as far as I know, we don't... It's like Jeffrey Epstein, apparently. I was just going to say, like, it really... The more you talk about this, the more it really is just like, well, we want to make this, like, a safe haven for just weird shit, right? Yeah, let's just buy these. It feels like... Well, I was convinced that it was, like divvying up from a war just because like that just seems like a more reasonable reason to get territory where it's just like well this country did some weird shit and they have these islands so to punish them we're just going to take part of this it's like we don't need them but they shouldn't have them because of whatever and it's like no we just bought them from denmark and like you say like people live there it's bought like it 25 million dollars by the way Okay, see, also that sounds cheap. God, $25 million, well... In the 19... In 1917? 1917, that... Oh, boy, that's what gotta be at least... I mean, that's gotta be multiple hundreds. Still, multiple hundreds of millions of dollars. It still seems cheap. Later. It's... <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, moving forward in time... Moving forward in, in 2003, time. In 2003, Jeffrey Epstein and... His foundation, the Jeffrey Epstein Six Foundation, that's Roman numerals six, VI, okay. made headlines for a large contribution to Harvard University. 
He donated $30 million to establish a mathematical biology and evolutionary dynamics program. Wow. Which there sounds impressive. So there is a small conspiracy theory with this. Oh no. Yeah. Which I felt I felt this was far reaching. Okay. I read this and I can't remember off the top of my head which article said it, but it was believed that he made this donation so that him and 20 women could live on his property in New Mexico and he basically would like use eugenics to create this like super race. Oh my god. (laughs) Everything, every step of this story is more mind-blowing than I would ever expect it to be. And as I said, that's a conspiracy (laughs) theory, which considering he had an island where he would take young girls that's the yeah feel like it isn't that much of a stretch no that's kind of the point is like for it so we we have evidence confirming that this really happened and so you're like 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 if you were just you know, talking about this in college or something, and you're like, yeah, you hear the, the rumor is that he has his own island of sex slaves. You just be like, well, that is so absurd. There's no way anyone could pull that off. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that's true. And you're like, okay, the whole idea of him, like, doing eugenics is in suddenly more attainable. Yeah, in New Mexico, where yeah. the aliens are. Yeah, but... This donation was a big deal because it showed off some of his more elite connections. Right. And that he kind of put his money where his mouth was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, he's he's sitting there rubbing elbows with all of these like super well-known rich people. And everyone's like, okay, but like, who is this guy? And then he's like, I'm a dude with money. Yeah, that's who I am. That's you don't even I know. Yeah, nobody even knows what my firm does. That's who I am. Yeah, and this action was said to be brilliant by okay. then Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz. Oh. And then I have to ask, does the name Dershowitz mean anything to you? I was just going to say, I've heard Dershowitz before. I, now that you put me on the spot, I assumed it ended with Alan. I figured Alan was going to be the name drop. Well, who's Dershowitz? So Alan Dershowitz later defended Epstein. Oh, no. And he called one of his victims, Virginia Guffrey, a serial liar. Oh. And she is Not one a- of the victims who has been... I would say at the forefront the most. Okay. With everything that happened with Epstein, she has claimed that she was abused by Epstein and Dershowitz and uh, Maxwell and was when she was 17 and was trafficked by Epstein and Maxwell starting in 2000. Well, that explains why I know Dershowitz because he is the Dershowitz in this story. I thought you were going to say something like he was defense for OJ Simpson. There it is. <laughs> like, okay, this 
Oh, he, okay. He then later represented Epstein in 2007 when he was accused of sex-related crimes. But he has had a lot of battle with Virginia. Okay. And throughout it, as you know, defense lawyers do, and you know, they're doing their job. He right, has right. made a lot of accusations against her, mainly that she was out for financial gain against him specifically. Yeah. I, like you say, he's doing his job, but I feel like there's a fine line between giving your your client a proper like legal defense and just looking as shitty as your client ends up looking like you can yeah. you can do your job and not become them as well yeah and yeah. at this time in 2003 this is when people started seeing Jeffrey as this like collector of famous, powerful, wealthy, and influential people. Oh, the, that phrasing is just so icky. Where can we get into that more? Well, yeah, like, like he's just got this harem of rich and powerful people that yes, he just he, uses as a shield. He was quoted, and I didn't want to use tons of quotes from him. Except for this one, because it kind of just sets in that ick factor. Yeah. He was quoted in 2002 saying, I invest in people, be it politics or science. It's what I do. Uh. <laughs> so then to have people be like, oh, like, he's this collector of people. I'm like. Yeah. And like when that quote came out, you could see it being such a positive thing of like it's like I invest in people, like yeah. people's dreams come true. And then with everything that's happened, you're like just something gross about yeah. it. He's collecting people. <laughs> yeah. And he was well known for footing a few travel trips for former president Bill Clinton. Oh, no. In 2008, he took Bill Clinton and actor Kevin Spacey to a trip in Africa. Oh, my God. And Clinton has issued in statements acknowledging that he has ridden in Epstein's private plane, but was unaware of his criminal activity. And in 2002 and 2003, Clinton took a total of four trips on Epstein's plane. One trip to Europe, one to Asia, and two to Africa. I mean, look, we were just going to get rhino horn, okay? And these stops were in connection with the work of the Clinton Foundation. Oh. That... I want that to be a positive thing, but it feels like it's not. I I oh. don't know what the Clinton Foundation does. I was just going to say, yeah, I have no idea what they do. I'm, I'm going to say that right now, and I didn't really dig into it because I didn't think that really had much of a connection to what we were talking about, other than the association an, of Bill Clinton. I was going to say, it's another notable, powerful name yeah. that like, he's flying him around on a personal jet. Yeah, I've been on his plane. It's cool. It's nice, you know. 
It's got a lot of rhino horn. I don't I know. That's why we go to Africa. That woman. I did, yeah, I did not fly on his plane. No. And Clinton is not the only president who is friendly with Epstein, as we know. Oh, I was going to say, well, of course, he collects people. So how would he not have multiple presidents? He's got to get the whole set. He had a relationship with Donald Trump dating back to 19, the 1980s. That, like, uh, if you'd have had me guess what the other president was, I would have... <laughs> I would have not guessed Trump just because really? that felt oh, just because that feels too obvious. Well, like, like I feel like that would have been a trick question. Well, like, look, I, I just look like an asshole if I said Trump, cause it's like, well, of course Trump's gotta be, no, I would have, I don't know who I would have guessed, but I just would have thought like Matt, like if you'd have said Matt, guess who the other one was? And I'm like, I, I don't know, Gerald Ford, but like, Gerald Ford. yeah, I just somehow feel like, Trump wouldn't want to be friends with him just because he's another rich dude and he wants to be the rich dude. So he's like, I don't want to hang out with him. But um, it, yeah, it almost makes too much sense now that you now that you mention it. Yeah, he stated in 2002 to New York magazine that. Jeffrey enjoys his social life and likes women on the younger side. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Why is that his statement? He says, Oh no. I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And this is when he says, and many of them are on the younger side. Oh my God. And that's like, it's statements like that where you're like, Oh yeah, they knew they all knew. Like, how would you, why? Why would you even say that if you're associated with this guy? No, yeah, he likes him. He likes him on the younger side. We all like women. Who doesn't like women? I love women. I've never, I've never seen a woman, beautiful but I like women. Them. Yeah, I love beautiful women <laughs> on the younger side. That is, that is, I, I cannot like look past. Is the yeah. many of them are on the younger side. It's like you, that, yeah, that means you know more specifically, like. What do you mean, young yeah. side? Like, and well, and it's still vague enough, but the assumption is like not right. old enough to consent. It's yeah, exactly. It's it's vague enough that it's not like legally, um, like it doesn't make you legally liable for anything because yeah. that could be interpreted in a number of ways. But the fact that you feel the need to mention it is a very heavy implication of, like, illegality. Where it's like, and they're on the younger side. It's like, if they're legal adults, you wouldn't feel a need to say that. Like, why? Oh, my God. Just. Yeah. He was president. Oh, my God, he was president. He later downplayed their friendship in 2019. I never met him. That, I don't yeah. even know who he is. <laughs> said that first that was like the first thing he said and then he was That's like really we we had a falling out and we were friends a long time ago i haven't spoken to him in 15 years and that he was not a fan of his <laughs> which i haven't uh, yeah i haven't talked to him since all this legal mumbo jumbo came up i um, very slightly going yeah. to give him the benefit of the doubt 
Okay. That that could be possible because he gave this interview in 2002 and he okay. could have stopped talking to Jeffrey shortly after or by 2004, so he really could not have talked to him in 15 years at that time. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it it's technically possible. Possible. But it does bother me that he's like, oh, I was friends with him for 15 years. And then was like, mm, yeah. oh, I'm not a fan. Right. <laughs> well, look, if there's one he thing we all know Trump for. 15 years, like. What happened? Yeah. If there's one thing that we know Trump to be, it's a man of integrity and uh, very much a truth teller. So we, you know, we have to take him at his word. Just, uh, he's, he's just got that trustable nature about him. So if he says he didn't, he didn't know anything that was going on, he didn't know the guy and hasn't known him for 15 years, well, or no, he knew him for 15 years, yes. but hasn't talked to him in years. In 15 years. Well, I think I messed that up. He hasn't both talked 15. to him. Oh, they're both, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> See that they were friends for fifteen years, and then he didn't talk to him for fifteen years. That also demonstrates just how simple his mind works. He used the same number. He just said, "I know him for fifteen years." Wait, what did I say before? I haven't spoken to him for fifteen years. It's both fifteen, thirty years. Span yeah. of thirty years, I've known him for half. Haven't liked him for the other half. Yeah, liked him for the oh. first half, hate him for the other half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was was laughing so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Most. Oh, God. So I don't know why I wasn't expecting Trump to join the story, but I shouldn't have been shocked. That to be fair, that is the most he joins the story. But it's just the fact that. Yeah, it's just at this point. Oh, you mean like. The future still has yet to be learned, so there could be more. Well, considering his name may or may not be on the list of people who have visited the island. Right, right, right. Okay. It may or may not because I have not seen the list myself, and I have not seen if his name is on there. It does make you think, though, that, like, just with how much shit has been coming up with Trump lately, like, dude, stop just appearing in everything. They just, can you not, how are you in the worst of all possible headlines? Like every time. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's like he's going for the high score of just horrible stuff. Yeah. And then outside of presidents, Ed also had ties to yeah. Prince Andrew. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yes, and for anyone who does not know, Prince Andrew is Queen Elizabeth's second son. He is the third of her three children. I, mm, I think she okay. has three. Had three. Second, second son, third child. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Uh, overall, he's not very popular with the British people. Oh, <laughs> I I don't follow royal stuff at all, so I really have no idea. Like, is he just is he just like an embarrassment? People think he's creepy. Oh well, okay. <laughs> considering I understand a lot of people I know, they're not fans of Charles. They're all like, at least they... he's not the other guy. Well, like the whole stuff with like Diana and Camilla, it's like, dude. Oh, okay. 
but I believe they dislike Andrew more. And wow. they feel like he's creepy. So that that's what I've heard from people. Okay. That are not fans. Um, it just it does like it didn't it didn't it didn't really make sense like what he was doing in the story until you said he's creepy. And I'm like, oh okay, yeah, then he's best friends with Epstein. Perfect. Yeah. They met in nineteen ninety nine. And the extent of their relationship is unclear. So he was introduced to Epstein by Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. It sounds so much more like an actual name when you say it. Like... Instead of butchering it. Ghislaine. Ghislaine. <laughs> oh, my God. Stay in your lane. Maxwell. And I've heard them say her name, like, how many times? And then I see the spelling and I'm like, disassociate. Like... Well, and to be fair, like the two together at all. If you'd have sent me that name, I'd have said this is a planet they invented in Futurama. Like, no, what? What is that? Omicron Percy I eight is a light year away from Gislaine in Futurama. Oh my god, Gislaine! I mean, that's gotta be like French or something. Yeah, I believe her parents were French. We oui. let's um, give her the best name that we can. Ghislaine. No one will ever fuck this one up. <laughs> Me, I did. <laughs> um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Celine. Didn't you study a little bit of French? Didn't you? Uh, yes, don't you know a little? It's not my strong suit. Okay. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Thanks, Ghislaine. Yeah. Names oh, I suppose are... it's like it's like Elaine. Yeah. I just realized that, like, it's... Well, I thought it just sounded so odd, and then I'm like, okay, no, it's actually really close to, like, a name that I'm familiar with, so I shouldn't yeah, have been Ghislaine. quite so... <laughs> Ghislaine. Yes. And then in 2010, the two, so uh, Andrew and Epstein, were walking together in Central Park, and it was at that point that Jeffrey was a convicted sex offender. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So they're like any like you, you should be disassociating yourself from this person and you're still just strolling yes. through the park. Okay. Which he later. So Andrew later was like, oh, maybe that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> you think? Although wasn't he still part of his defense? Or am I thinking of a different person? Um, did do who was his lawyer? Deeb. Oh, his, What's um, his last name? Oh, I'm thinking Alan. You said Andrew. I'm thinking of Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz. Okay. Yes. Who's... Prince Andrew. I'm... Oh, that's the prince. Oh. I, for some reason, was thinking yes. David. Oh, that's a bad look, Andrew. Yes, Prince <laughs> was... Andrew. What was his quote that was maybe not the right thing to do? It was, you, he later admitted that it was, like, wrong. To meet him. He is literally that meme of like, should I not have done that? Was that the wrong thing to do? Yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah, that's an old Seinfeld meme. Should I not have done that? It gets better. No. He later spoke out against Epstein and his crimes after Epstein died. Oh. And stated that he was appalled by the recent reports of Epstein and his alleged crimes. And he deposed alleged, yes. He said alleged sex offender. I was going to say, that's the point at which it becomes not alleged. 
Yes. Although I believe he is referring to, I think, maybe some of the other charges that came later. But But (laughs) Just don't make a statement. Andrew, just stop getting in front of the microphone. He deplores the exploitation of any human being and that the suggestion that we could condone in, participate, or encourage any such behavior was abhorrent. It does feel a little weak coming from a British royal. And not even one of the liked British royals. Just, I mean, it's... Also, never said that he regretted his friendship with Epstein and never expressed sympathy towards any of the victims. I mean, he let me play his Nintendo. So, you know, he's, uh, he was always nice to me. What can yes. I say? Uh, he was also photographed with Virginia Guffrey, who is one of the more well-known victims. Okay. Which he claimed the photo had to have been doctored and he never met this woman. Oh, my <laughs> For just a second, I thought there was going to be some kind of reconciliation where he's, like, consoling a victim. No. They ducked the did later sue Prince Andrew, and they did settle out of court. Wow, for probably an insane amount of money. For her sake, oh. I hope so. Right. Oh, my God. Mummy, I'm being sued. I need money. Mummy. Mummy, I, you remember that... Epstein fellow has gotten me in a bit of a spot of bother. I need honey, some br- money, mummy. I need some money, mother dear. Hello. <laughs> well, I don't like that. It's just better with like, like it it's like, oh, my yeah. mum. That's well, that's why he's like the lesser. <laughs> yeah, they all the rest of them went to some sort of finishing school, and he's just like, oh, I. Yeah, he's. Why, why are your toes sticking out in front of your shoes? Oh, they still work. Why don't you get you some new ones? Ah, they're fine. Oi, mum. Oi, yeah. Oi, prick. Ah, give me a, give me a, give me. Uh, I'm I ran out of British terms like immediately. <laughs> Just oh, um, that's a fun accent. Any sort of inanimate object. Yeah. Why don't you go sit on a chair? Like, what does that mean? Oh, I want you to go step on a ladder, you prick. Yes. Uh, and then with all of the names that have been released, there was, there was a total of 170 names that were released recently in, with the lawsuit, and specifically more against Jeffrey and Ghislaine Maxwell. And of the names that were released, it included former President Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, uh-huh. Glenn Dubbin, who is a hedge, a big hedge fund executive. Uh, okay, yeah. And Jean-Luc Brunel, who is a big modeling agent who... Oh, wow. Who also ironically killed himself in jail in France before his own rape trial. Oh, uh. so those are those are the biggest names. And some of the names were powerful associates or people who were associated with those people, but were not involved in any way. Oh, okay. And one of those is Doug Band, who was a former aide for Bill Clinton. Mm. 
who was not a fan of Epstein and sought to push Epstein out of Clinton's circle, but was not effective with it. But most of the names that were unsealed with everything were victims. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yes. Did they, they, like, talk about what, I mean, was it literally just a book that was like a list of names or did it have, like, descriptions next to them or... So a lot of them were just the names, so like unredacting them, essentially. And the judge that unsealed a lot of them, while some of them have argued that they should remain private, the judge said that anyone who has had interviews with media, you know, kind of waived their own rights to privacy. Yeah. Which... I feel like that's kind of fucked up. Well, and the... In a way, the, like... <clears throat> yeah. Because you're trying to take a stand for something that's wrong and to be like, oh, well, like, because you did that, you don't get any privacy. Yeah. Well, and it... my the I guess my biggest problem with that is just that if if all we know is things that have been unredacted, <clears throat> like, in terms of just a list of names... There could be other parts of it that give context to what this list is. I mean, it could just be a ledger of like various loans or something, which I'm not saying is necessarily a positive thing, but it's, I suppose it's not good just in general that he has this weird document that has a shitload of names on it. Uh, So I believe it's actually in relation to the trials and that like, instead of saying Jane Doe number, 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 or... Okay. And number, it then says their name. So, okay, so like, so this isn't even necessarily like, I was thinking this was a private list that Epstein himself put together. No. This is a trial document. This is a trial document. Oh, okay. That adds a little different context to me. Yeah, so a large majority of the people named in the document were... They call them the Doe Parties. Okay. And that it's just a list of Jane Doe followed by a number. Right. And a lot of them were victims versus perpetrators. Right, right. Okay, Jesus. Yeah. And with that, I am going to now give you an actual timeline of all the crimes. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Of what has been alleged, alleged or well, and actually like okay. brought to trial or brought forth. Oh, okay. So I feel like this barely touches right. anything, knowing that the amount of people that will actually come forward for sexual assaults mm-hmm. is minuscule compared to those who are actually victimized by a person right. or by people. It's probably a fraction of the actual number. Yeah. Not to mention that hypothetically each of those victims could have many, many counts that like would be just against them. Mm-hmm. And even that would probably be virtually impossible to actually quantify. So yeah. wow. Yeah. Well that's horrifying. And I do want to state for anyone who doesn't know the timeline that these allegations 
do all start before the whole Me Too movement. Oh, wow. Okay. The movement itself began in 2006, but didn't gain the widespread popularity it has until 2017. So anything before 2017 was extremely difficult to even seek any sort of justice for, let alone actually get like a trial. Right. And I suppose that was kind of part of his whole thing is kind of keeping himself protected. So he had so many people against him. He had to make sure that each of them was individually scared to speak out, you know, mm-hmm. about this because he could ruin their lives. But I suppose he could never count on all of them coming or at least enough of them like coming forward to be such a united front that he even he couldn't be stopped. And when it is an older man and a younger girl or woman, there's a whole power dynamic to Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And for anyone who needs us, I am going to throw out the National Sexual Assault Hotline number. Should anyone hearing this decide they need resources? And that number is 1-800-656-4673. Just because this is what we're going to be talking about moving forward. So, No, I think that's good to put out there. Yes, this is going to be dark. Yeah. (laughs) So in March of 2005... A 14-year-old girl and her parents claimed that she had gone into Epstein's house with another girl from her high school, which was Mm. Royal Palm Beach High School, and that she was told that she would give Epstein a massage in exchange for money. Okay. And this was like his MO, his modus operandi, and that he would have girls at the high school like recruiting friends or other girls in their class be like hey like i know this dude who could give you a couple hundred bucks to give him a massage yeah and they're like i don't want to do that right i don't want to do that but it's like five ten minutes maybe maybe 30 minutes and i get a couple hundred bucks yeah And it's just a massage. And he would also, to like incentivize getting these girls to bring their friends, he'd be like, I'll give you money if you bring a friend next. I'll give you more money if you Mm -hmm. bring a friend next time. I'll see the deal. Mm -hmm. So one of the girls could bring home like two grand. Right. He's almost, he's like essentially creating a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Where he's like, you get this one girl in. Exactly it. Yeah, and then you get her and all of her other friends to start recruiting other girls, and they get paid more money the more girls they bring in. Yes, and this was done at his private residence in Palm Beach, Florida. And he had, like, housekeepers and stuff working at his house, and one of his housekeepers did speak to CNBC and she told him what some of the rules for the house were, which is kind of why I don't think anyone who worked for him at the property said anything is one. I think they were scared enough. Oh, without a doubt. And when you have rules that are like this, I feel like you're like, what's going to happen if I do? 
Like, yeah, exactly. This, this dude has enough money to make me disappear and no one will know. Right. It, it, yeah, it comes back to what I was thinking of. Like, he doesn't have to worry about keeping all of them down. He just has to, like, create one sort of threat that he can give to each one of them that mm-hmm. makes them individually feel scared enough that they won't jeopardize their own well-being, essentially. Yeah. So, like, the rules for the house were that you see nothing, hear nothing, and say nothing except to answer a question directed to you. So, basically, don't speak unless you are spoken to. Yeah. You never look at Epstein in the eyes. Like, don't look at him. You are beneath him. Oh, wow. And you are never to disclose Mr. Epstein or Miss Maxwell's activities. Yeah, that that sounds creepy. So, with this massage pyramid scheme, it would rarely just be that, of course. (laughs) Yeah. In that any time it would be this massage, it would then turn sexual. And he often used toys on them while he got a massage. Which disgusting. And one of his victims said that she was paid to have sex with one of his assistants. And I don't know if that was like he sat there and watched or that's what yeah. That's kind of what it sounded like, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I I feel like anyone who was working there would be like, I don't want to do this, and he's like, I'll give all of you all the money, and they're like, but I don't want to, and he's like, also I just kind of control this entire house, so you have to do what I say. You have to do it. Like I will ruin your life if you don't do this. It's like, oh okay. Yeah. Several of his victims said that he touched them inappropriately while he masturbated after the massage. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, like, any of these girls weren't extremely traumatized and, like, never went back after the one experience. But, I mean, at that age, you're so impressionable. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. They don't even really understand, like, because they're they're suddenly seeing more, they suddenly have more money in their hands than they've probably ever seen. Yeah. And they don't have like the maturity level to understand that this isn't okay. Yeah. And like a lot of the girls, the high school they were at specifically, like it wasn't on like the rich side of town. So like Mm -hmm. these girls are on like across town going to like, the rich part of town where it's like all of these huge houses and like mm-hmm. this super nice area. And it's like, you're going to something that is so outside of your norm. And right. you're also being recruited by your peers. So. Yeah. So they're like, this is okay. Doing it. Like, I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, again, they've, they're not coming from the best part of town. So they suddenly have a way maybe even to like help their family. And so they're like, Oh, great. I get to go do this quote unquote massage and I get to make a shitload of money. Yeah. So this 14 year old girl and her parents first brought what was going on forward. Okay. In which, um, 
the local police were like, okay, like, this is something we should, like, look into. We should probably do something about this. And then in May of 2006, they then sought to have Epstein charged with, I feel like this is too little, honestly. Unlawful sexual activity with a minor and lewd molestation. Yeah, that seems like the lightest version that there could possibly be of sexual assault. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's because it's not even really classified as assault. No. When it should be. Sexual activity, it makes it seem like everyone signed up for this. It's like, right. Almost every single one of these girls, except for a handful, were under 18. Right. Yeah, it's kind of weird that, like, he even specifically targeted them as young as possible. Yeah. And this case was then sent to a grand jury. Oh, wow. Okay. And there was some sort of, there was a little bit of, like, back and forth with, like, them being like, this isn't enough for, like, a grand jury. And then when they actually, like, looked at everything, they're like, oh... Hmm. We might have been rough. Maybe we should examine this. Maybe maybe we were a little you just a little It's not not just one girl. The girls are recruiting other girls. Oh shit. Maybe we should look into this. Yeah. And then in July of 2006, he was arrested after the grand jury indicted him on one single count of soliciting prostitution. What? Yeah. Huh. And tons of people were outraged because that's relatively minor. Right. Compared to what he was actually doing. Well, and again, it doesn't seem to address the sort of statutory nature of it where it's like. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You're making it seem like just a slap on the wrist kind of thing with like an adult woman who is engaging in sexual activity for money versus a guy who is preying on children. Yeah. Versus I know there's the different um, classifications of pedophilia and I can't remember which one specifically this is. Okay. But he is a (laughs) pedophile of some variation, some variation. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't know that there were variations. Yes, I learned about that, and as I was learning about that, the person explaining it is like, you sound like a pedophile when you explain it to people because you're yeah. <laughs> not wrong there. I'm like, but I want to you... know that if, yeah. if you didn't find out for me. Because it, it has to do with like the different ages and how during adolescence your body type changes. Oh, okay. No, I can see what you mean. Yeah. And then then anyone you're talking to is like, why do you know this? I listen to true crime podcasts, okay? (laughs) Crime podcasts, that's why. Yeah. Look, I didn't ask to know this, but now I know. And now you know. Yes. So don't you tell anyone because you'll sound like me. 
This is gonna make me look like a pedophile for knowing yeah, exactly. that. Even like being a like a judge or an attorney, like in the course of a trial, just like reading off these definitions, would just be like, "Judge, can we skip this? I don't want to. This makes me feel weird. <laughs> this it's isn't even weird. my thing." Yeah, like I'm the prosecutor, and like I feel like this helps my case to read all this out, but it that's, it makes me feel. Weird. Yeah, it still feels weird. It's the ick. Yeah, exactly. And then the judge is like, yeah, I look, I agree, but we have to have this on the record. Well, can you make the defense do it? I don't want to do this. This feels weird. Yeah. Judge, can you do this? Make the bailiff do it. So, considerably a single count of soliciting a prostitute. Right. Very different. Entirely different. Well, and especially the idea of like... These are not prostitutes right exactly they're being told they can make money by like their friend yeah they're essentially being trapped in this weird arrangement that they don't even have the legal ability to consent to much less like the mental capacity yeah and people were outraged by this and they're like he's getting special treatment yeah like this rich dude is getting special treatment and this is when the FBI begins an investigation into Epstein. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. And then a year later, in 2007, federal prosecutors prepare an indictment against Epstein. <laughs> and for a year, that first, that whole year from 2006. Yeah. Epstein's lawyers are engaging in talks with the U.S. attorney in Miami, Alexander Acosta. About a plea bargain. Oh, wow. Okay. Which would allow Epstein to avoid federal prosecution. And part of it is that his lawyer stated that his accusers were unreliable witnesses. Mm. Mm-hmm. So basically dismissing all of these young girls and young women who came forward. Being like, they're not reliable. Right, Exactly. Your Honor, the, these hundreds of, of uh, I'm not even going to say victims, they don't know what they're talking about. They, they can't be relied upon. They can't be trusted. They're too young. Exactly. The, the, don't you understand? They don't know what's going on. They can't be fully developed. Uh, yeah. What's that? The court is preying upon them like some sort of predator who wants to get this innocent man uh, thrown against the mercy of the court your honor this is this is an outrage yeah so then in june of 2008 so after like a year of all this bargaining he pleads guilty to some of the charges okay which is one count of solicitation of a prostitute Oh, my God. And then one count of soliciting prostitution from someone under the age of 18. And what are the other charges? That was it. Oh, my God. And this is uh-huh. where it gets worse. He was sentenced to 18 months in jail in which he served in a work release program. Of course. Which he was allowed to leave the jail for 12 oh. hours Every no. day to go yeah. to work and then come back. But he didn't have to check in yeah. with anybody. 
He didn't have someone being like, hey, he showed up at work, like he's physically here or any of that. He just got to leave for 12 hours and come back and nobody really watched him at all. Yeah, I, this is one part that I do remember where they're kind of like, I don't know if, any, if like anyone listening understands what jail is, but when <laughs> you just get to leave, that's not really jail. It's when not just... really jail. Well, and I can certainly understand why it's there for certain people who have committed like very low level crimes or whatever. And it's like they they have families to provide for. They need to be able to go and work. And it's like, okay, you get to under supervision, go earn some money, but then you have to go back to jail. It's very strict. Yeah, this is just like, no, he's just kind of at a day spa and nobody's watching him. He just gets to go and do whatever he wants. Not to mention he's a billionaire. He doesn't have to go to work. Yeah. Where is he going? And it was during this time, under a secret arraignment, the U.S. Attorney's Office agreed to not prosecute Epstein for federal crimes. So this wow. was just state. Right. So, yeah, he didn't even. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then that, in July. Yeah. Of 2009, 11 months later, or sorry, 12, yeah. 13 months later. Of really hard jail time. 18 months he's supposed to serve. He's released from jail. <laughs> Which I can't, like makes me laugh because still again, it's like in heavy quotes, jail. It's like, jail. Yeah, he's been getting released from jail every day. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think it really counts because like, even if it's 11 months, that's 11 months minus 12 hours every single day. Yeah. So it's not even really 11 months. It's actually, well, it would be exactly half. So, yeah. Uh, and no. it is at this time that Five for the half. next decade, multiple women who are victims from Epstein start this legal fight to get his federal non-prosecution agreement voided and to hold him liable for his abuse. Right. And That's this 10 years? From this point on, yeah. Wow. And it is at this point when Virginia Geffrey stated that Epstein and Ghislaine set up sexual encounters with royalty, politicians, academics, businessmen, and just other rich, powerful people. Yeah. So this is when, like, all of these other names kind of start to come to light. Okay. And then it just kind of didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And As then, it seems like it often does in these sorts yeah. of situations. Yeah. And then in November 2018, and this is what the Broken Podcast covers more of. Okay. The Miami Herald revisits the handling of Epstein's case, specifically with his plea deal and how unusual it was. Because it is at this time that Acosta became Trump's labor secretary. Oh. <laughs> so they were speaking with a lot of the victims and being like, what are your thoughts about, like, this? Like, we just... Because yeah. a lot of people were, like... A lot of the victims were frustrated because they're either getting like harassed by people in the media or 
they're just like not getting anywhere with anything so for them to be like hey like we kind of want to know from like a victim's perspective like how do you feel about this dude who got like your abuser this unusual plea deal like being part of the white house cabinet and they're like who's asking this question and i'd love to talk about it because this is ridiculous right and this is still like a decade on where it's like these people haven't had anything really done to them they're like yeah this this person is serving on the the cabinet of the president and And uh he is a monster this coverage like completely revives all of the stuff with epstein Because a lot of what was happening at this point was all just local. Just in Florida. Oh, okay. Right. You're hearing about it. You're hearing the vague rumors of like Epstein's Island and like stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, it's not real. And had they even decided to go ahead with the federal charges, like the minuscule charges that they had back then, it might have hit a federal, like a national stage earlier. Although that could have led to it being completely swept under the rug. Like it might not have hit the same level. So it wasn't seven months later in July of 2019 that he was then arrested on federal sex trafficking charges. Okay. Okay. So that's when it finally comes up to actual like sex trafficking. Actual federal level. And it was from federal prosecutors in New York because as like they were doing what they do and like the government can be slow moving mm-hmm. so we're still gaining all of this evidence but then prosecutors in new york are like we're not bound to these no prosecution oh. deals like we're a different state that's right I, I had already forget- so that is one actual advantage of it never going federal is there was no agreement Oh, There's that's okay. Internet. That's ingenious. Yeah. They, like, we're New York, motherfucker. Come to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're like, hey, wait a minute. We're not bound by this contract. We didn't make this deal. Florida did. <laughs> and, you know, he has properties in New York and New Mexico and Florida. Yeah. So, he's not just living in Florida. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's as much a citizen <laughs> of our area as he is of Florida. Yeah. He's committing it everywhere he goes. Right, exactly. So, it was then days later that Acosta resigned as labor secretary because the public is pissed. Good call. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. really? They're mad? Well, I'll just see myself out. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. August 10th, the guards find Epstein dead in a cell in New York. Which investigators concluded that he killed himself. And I am going to state that most people who commit crimes against children don't do well in prison. Yeah. For one. Yeah. That is, like, that is a very common known thing that, because, you know, like, even criminals have wives and daughters and children. Yeah. So it is kind of amazing how we do have these sort of lines that go down like across the deepest depths of uh, of our society. And it's like, yeah. look, even some of the <clears throat> the worst like killers on death row and stuff 
have a certain line that they won't cross. And if you cross yeah. that, you're you, like, you're, you're the scum of the earth. Yeah. It is like, it is noted that a lot of criminals who have crime against minors, like they have to be isolated in prison mm. because mm-hmm. they keep getting fight in fights with people and like, they're getting threatened or people are trying to like stab him with a shiv. Yeah. Like it's and it's still the responsibility of the state and like the prison to keep them safe. Like you're it's yeah. our it's our duty to make sure that you serve your time. And so we have to protect you from the potential dangers inside the prison. Yeah. But it doesn't always work out. His his death is kind of shrouded in mystery and there is a lot yeah. that is weird about it. And some people have stated that, you know, he is the kind of man that if he actually did want to commit suicide, he would have paid someone else to do it and make it look like suicide. Yeah. Because he had the money. Right, right, exactly. He didn't want to, he didn't want to do it himself. He would have paid other people to do it. I mean, if you have the money, you may as well. Like, I want to not see it coming. I want it to be painless. And just shoot me up with an overdose of heroin. How's that? Oh, wait, actually, is there any kind of, uh, like, like a blood test that they did on him to see if there was anything in his system? I mean, was he just dead sober? He did, and they didn't find any drugs. His cause of death or mode of death was strangulation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he like presumably hang, hu- hanged himself, hung Wait, himself. The sheets. Oh, uh, okay. Which there again could have been made to look like that's how he yeah. died. Like somebody could have strangled him and then right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's where most of my familiarity came. Cause I, oh, I'm not, uh, y- yeah, I'm not known for following news very closely. So I think that's like funny. through my kind of YouTube uh, adventure is what I ended up on most was like conspiracy theories surrounding his death and stuff. Yeah. And then in July of 2020, federal prosecutors in New York charged Ghislaine Maxwell with sex crimes, stating that she helped recruit underage girls that Epstein then sexually abused and that she sometimes participated in the abuse herself. That's, I remember hearing about that too, yeah. Jesus. And then in December of 2021, after a month-long trial, a jury convicted Maxwell of the multiple charges. And in June of 2022, she was sentenced to 20 years in prison, in which her crimes did include sex trafficking, conspiracy, and transportation of a minor for illegal sexual activities. Wow. I must say, it's kind of fucked up that she got a way worse sentence. Yeah, that's... Her charges. Yeah, that is kind of insane. And I suppose, like, an argument could be made that after he committed suicide, allegedly, that, like, there was nothing else. They they wanted to, like, throw the book at someone even more because it felt like he got off easy or something, so they wanted to make an example or... But still, that is still kind of fucked up where it's like, isn't he the ringleader? Isn't hasn't 
there's there's potentially evidence showing he's been like this his entire life and he should yeah. pay for all the crimes. Well, That's I think it's, like she's getting at least three, if not more. I don't know if it was like multiple accounts of oh, right, right. those or if it was like just those three, but he only got two. Right. Yeah, like you say, either way, if it's just multiple counts, it's still only two different crimes, and she got three anyway. Yeah, that's so weird. At least. Yeah, and they're like, well, he wasn't really involved in the actual trafficking, but she was. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but he's the one who wanted it done. And I will say that she's currently in prison in Tallahassee. I don't know which one, and if I did, I wasn't going to say it anyway, because... Which Tallahassee? Which prison? Which prison? <laughs> just like, 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 is there more than one Tallahassee? Problems. Yeah. <laughs> and if Wait, anyone where's... really wants to know, they can. I'm sure they could find it. But she's Wait, currently looking to get her case appealed and dismissed. Really? Oh, yes. dismissed? Oh my God! Good luck and with that. The charges dismissed because she's innocent. I I know I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Where is Tallahassee? Florida. Oh, I suppose I should have guessed. That's okay. That's where, like, everything started. Okay. She is in a Florida prison at the moment, so. Gotcha. Well, good. That concludes part one. Oh, God. Just all Jeffrey right there. That is a, that is a, that is a hefty part one, to say the least. Yes. And for part two, I want to dive more into Ghislaine Maxwell and her involvement. I think we can go ahead and call her Jizz Lane. That's fine. <laughs> Jizz Lane. That's, that, at least that's how, that's how I'm always going to think of her. <laughs> I, I, well, just to be fair, at the beginning, I didn't really know who she was. I didn't know where the story was going to go. And so I feel like, you're like, you know, make fun of this person. And then she's like a victim. You know, I, yeah, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be calling someone Jislane. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck her. She seems like a horrible piece of shit. Well, like, sh people have the right to be addressed in whatever manner they want, and we should we should respect that. I think she's lost that level of respect. She can go fuck herself. She's Jislane now. Yes. And then for part three, de depending on how much info I am able to find. Oh, right. I want to cover the stories of Carolyn Andriano, Courtney Wilde, Anna Maria Farmer, and then Virginia Guffrey. Yeah, and yeah, Virginia is kind of the the sort of spearheader of sort of the whole movement. Kind of, she's the person who has been like the most vocal. Oh, okay. As far as the abuse, and I think she's been the person who's kind of spoken out the most. Gotcha. But a lot of the stories, like I believe I've heard the story of Annie and Maria and it's pretty, it's yeah. horrifying. Cause like, I honestly could not imagine any sort of thing like this happening, let alone like one of my sisters also being involved. Oh, I didn't even think about that yeah. possibility. And maybe even like 
being part of the recruitment process because it's just at your school. Oh, my God. And then looking back on that. Oh, fuck. So if I am remembering correctly, because I, I watched the whole uh, podcast or not podcast uh, docuseries on Netflix. Oh, I believe okay. both Annie and Maria met Epstein and Maxwell in New York, and then they were living in New Mexico with him. Oh, wow. They spanned the well, and then, yeah, that's definitely human trafficking across state lines and shit. Yeah. Not to, well, not to mention the island. <laughs> I keep forgetting about the island. Jesus. Yeah. And Carolyn Andriano, she kind of sticks out because she did state in court that Epstein said to her that once she turned 18, she was too old for him. But before that, he was totally fine sexually assaulting her. Well, and like... But then she's 18. Oh, you're too old for me. Yeah, it's... It's... It's This doesn't make it any better, but it's like... it, it, It really highlights the level of his depravity in the sense that it's not like he had adults who were like recruiting places or whatever, and then like, hey, bring a friend... And later on, they learned this friend happened to be 15 or something. It's like, no, he's specifically targeting children. Yeah. And he's getting them to recruit their friends. So it's not like it just kind of trickled out. And then later he was like, what? They were underage? No, he's like, yeah, go get your your child friends. Yeah. And then Courtney Wilde, because she is the one who led the legal battle to and has I'm. I believe this is not over, so has been leading the legal battle to oh. invalidate Epstein's plea deal with prosecutors. Okay. So those are, cool. I want to say all of his victims are all equally important, but these are also the ones who have shared their stories. So those are ones that I want right. to share because I'm, I personally am not going to go hunt down a victim and make them share this story and be like, Hey, let's revisit all of your trauma. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is not what we do here. And that's, no, I think that I makes, yeah, that, like they've already been they comfortable enough to, because they are comfortable right. giving them. It's already so, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Those are short stories that I want to share, but all of the victims should get their justice. Yeah. So that is that is the plan for the next few episodes. Well, uh, for anyone who is curious, the next episodes aren't really going to be pairings. We're just going to have some drinks. I'm OK. With that. I, yeah, like, I feel like Make we did the pairing and yeah. it was flowing because that was when you mentioned this would probably be multiple parts. I'm like, OK, the first one, I feel like I just need a comfort food to get through like the and bulk of one, this. We just need a stiff drink. Yeah, I was yeah, and now it's like okay, now I'm ready for just the hard stuff because something to calm my nerves and make this easier to deal with. This it's still you know, and after even just talking about all this, it's still it's still at the point where it's like almost unbelievable. Where it's like <laughs> he really got away with this for so long. It it really is still the the level of like being just mythical evil of like. How? Like, how is this possible? 
Yeah. So what is, so we were talking about the victims and what is the, the next part? Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. So that'll be part two. And then the victims will be part three. Gotcha. Unless I find like a ton on Ghislaine, then we will do a little. Oh, okay. And then all of the victims, but I'll, I'll let you go. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to get a a drink in mind for each one. and Then we can. We can just uh, ease our own sorrows as we listen to the terrible nature of Gislaine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, if uh, we won't need any for the next couple rounds here, but if you have any suggestions for topics or, or treats or pairings that you would like to suggest for us, uh, feel free to email us at peculiarpairings at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at peculiarpairpod, or on Instagram at peculiarpairingspod, and uh, check us out on Patreon if you wish. Yes, and, and you can find uh, find stuff on YouTube and whatnot. How's uh, 50, yeah. 50 most going? I am working on getting everything launched in mid February, so Ooh, getting nice. some notes done. Hooray. I'm gonna record soon. I'm Yay. excited. I mean, it's well, and I, yeah, I hope people haven't been too upset that we've been away for so long. It's been Thanksgiving and Christmas and the cars and, been, and like with moving yeah. and stuff. I'm like, I can't think oh about too yeah. many tons at the moment. Yeah, no, that's fair. And then there's like seasonal sicknesses. and Oh, yeah. But I'm going to say our pairing today was a nice comfort for me. I got crumble cookies for my chocolate mm. chip cookie. What nice. with their semi-sweet chocolate? Because... I do have a love for milk chocolate, but I feel like with chocolate chip cookies, semi-sweet just hits that sweet spot. Well, and I'm, I'm, Sammy might be listening to this, and I just have to apologize, Sammy. I, I appreciate your love of the milk chocolate. I, I also did semi-sweet for this one, and it just hits a certain way. The, the, the milk chocolate is actually too sweet for me. I, I like it's, it's a weird sort of thing where like I want my sweet to be semi-sweet. Yeah, And you would think that, like, especially for an American palate, we seem to like more sugary things <laughs> than just about every other part of the world. And even that, it's like, no, the milk chocolate's just a bit too much for me. Yeah, the, the semi-sweet yeah. is, is pretty much perfect. I personally yeah, no. like milk chocolate after a day of skiing. They do this in Beaver Creek at 3 o'clock. It's cookie hour. Oh, that's so cool. get down the hill, and there's people with cookies, and it's like, that's when I want it to be milk chocolate because I've been skiing all day. I yeah. need a little boost of energy for like my last few runs. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Pray ski. Well, and you Which... know, I've been telling a lot of, I've been having the same conversation with a lot of people, particularly from the Midwest, but anywhere where it gets cold and snowy and stuff. And I, I do now wish that I lived somewhere nearby where there was like a ski hill or, or even if I just had a snowmobile or like a skating rink, something like that. Because when you're a kid, winter is so like when I was when I was in like fourth grade, winter easily my favorite time of year. Skiing uh, and sledding. I mean, and winter. Well, exa- exactly. I'm assuming you go skiing somewhat regularly, maybe not like all the time, but I have not in the last few years because I cannot afford the ski pass. Oh well, yeah. But I am working for Bill Resorts. That is one of the perks of working for them. You get a free ski pass, and then, like, your spouse yeah. and dependents can have one. Ooh, that's awesome. That's a good yeah. perk. Yeah, it's a really good perk. So, well, and like, unless I am having that at my disposal, or I'm able to get one at, like, a cheaper 
rate. I don't yeah. really have like a thousand dollars to drop on, uh, and then it's expensive. Oh, well, is that like a season pass? Yeah. Oh, okay. A day pass is like two fifty or something. Shuts up. It's high. Wow. I think. I, well, I think it's, that much. That I, it's a lot, but I not, have to get yeah. gear so. Well, and now that I think about it, the only time I've ever been skiing in Colorado uh, was probably two decades ago. We did that like big family trip to yeah. the ski places. And and I remember, so I mean, that was mid to late 90s or something. And dad was like, I think the ski pass was like 40 bucks. And so that still seems like a lot. Probably got passes from like my parents. Oh yeah. Oh you get free is... day passes you can give you get a certain amount each season. Oh okay. And you give those to like friends and family. To get them to come in. Yeah, you Just are not allowed to sell those. Like they will come after oh, you if you do. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say that's probably a legal issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it says on there specifically like cannot be sold. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so they know right away. prosecuted if sold. You're like, oh, okay. You're selling them on the street, and the people are like, this says you're not supposed to sell it to me. Well, that's just like those chips. Yeah, that's just like... I never sold mine. Yeah, well, it's It's like... I never sold mine. It's like if you've ever gone to a concessions thing at like a little kid's baseball game, and they just go to the store and they buy the big packs of the individual bags, which specifically say not Not for resale. Exactly. And it's like, they're breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Well, guess who's not breaking the law? Not a sponsor, but uh, there is one thing I've loved about moving to Wisconsin. And... Like, I feel like a lot of other places make fun of them for, like, the whole dairy thing and cheese heads. Well, no one else is seeing this. You see this. This is a a old-school glass bottle of milk from Lamer's Dairy. And they even put on the bottle. Yeah, Dairyland's Best. Uh, I was never much of a milk drinker growing up. And I think I finally realized that part of that is because um, my mom usually got skim milk. And it just... Uh, It's different. Yeah, I mean, there's no flavor, you know, but yeah. I mean, and then I, I like when I got into college, I tried whole milk like for the first time and I was like, oh, this has flavor to it. Well, if you ever go to Wisconsin, do yourself a favor and get yourself a bottle of Lamer's Dairy whole milk milk because it is exceptionally good. Well, and absolutely delicious. Something we found out. Oh, milk tastes different in the Midwest. Shut up, really? Oh. Like well, and that is, well, and I was going to say, that is part of it, is that, like, even, even like, versus Minnesota, like, living in St. Paul or Minneapolis or whatever, like, it's going to be not as good as, like, out in the country. And so I'm pretty sure that even just in the Eau Claire area, like, this particular family farm is, like, right nearby. And so it's oh, basically... Awesome. as And it's... Oh, my God. It's so good. It's, like, I've never been the type of person who would just, like just have a glass of milk just in the middle of the day, but it is, it's so tasty. It, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's so um, good. It, I didn't realize it until Gabriel was saying something when we were visiting and he's like, this milk just tastes different. I'm like, what do you mean? It, it's huh. milk. What do you mean? It tastes yeah. different. And he's like, it just tastes different. Like just, just try it. And I'm like, 
I mean, it tastes like really fresh. And he's like, but it doesn't taste like this back home. And I'm like, Hmm. okay. And then like, I thought about it more and I was like, oh no, he's probably right. Yeah, it would taste different back home. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll keep this in mind. We'll test this when we get home. But I was like, no, sure shit. It, it's fresher. Okay, yeah, good to I, know. I, I don't know if that is the correct term for it, but it, oh, it just tastes right. different. Well, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. And like I said, I wouldn't have even thought it would be a difference between the two states, but I mean, you cross the border and you get this milk and it's just... I mean, like I said, I didn't grow up really liking milk. It was just something that we got at school because they basically forced us to and yeah. um and it's now i really like milk. i never did i don't know why but i don't really i have a lot of friends who say the same thing They're like well you got to get the chocolate and i'm like i don't know it just i never it never did it for me i don't know why which is weird because i love hot chocolate and we usually made it like swiss miss with a cup of milk mm-hmm. instead of like just water so i mean it's basically the same as chocolate milk but i, I don't know uh, yeah i don't know why i never really liked it but yeah, I always went with chocolate milk, and then when they started doing strawberry, that was my jam. Okay, that yep. The, there was there was there was like just, one year where, our, oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, I for whatever reason I don't know why I don't like the chocolate. I do love the strawberry milk. Um, it's did good. you ever did you ever have gogurt or not gogurt? Uh, Yoj. It's like no, I had like, gogurt, but not Yoj. Yoj is is essentially like uh, the milk carton liquidy version of yogurt <laughs> and it's it's just like a you can just drink the yogurt i don't know why i, I don't think it's sold very well and i'm not sure if they still make it but i really loved it as a kid the name is kind of weird yeah well they sell it next to the oj and i think that that's part of it is it's sort of oh yogurt mm. infused orange juice <laughs> but it looks like milk it looks like strawberry milk Hmm. All right, look, I'm not selling this very well. Like, I've never heard of it. It tastes, I it tastes like just it. like yogurt. It's great. Everybody have it. I'm, it was the 90s. <laughs> it's the 90s. We did a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, the 90s was a wild time. Yeah. I was only uh, for half of it. Well, yeah, okay, but so you might have missed the... I think, I'll miss I that think, part. I think you can still get Yo-J. We'll find out. Listeners, we'll figure it out. we're going to find out. Yeah, that'll be have to be a pairing at some point. We'll see if we can find it. Yes. Well, thanks, everybody. Hopefully you don't feel too bad about all this horrible stuff. And uh, stay tuned for the next ones because it's not getting better. It's not, but we'll try to follow it with something lighthearted because I feel like I'm going to need it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and at the very least, you know, come and have a drink with us. Why not? Yeah. 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 We'll see you or next we'll... time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.